Hey everyone, welcome back to the Gamers Lounge Podcast. My name is John Meadows. With me as always is Eric and Nathaniel. What's going on, fellas? How's it going? It's Yay. going. It's getting colder. It's very cold here. It's spit <laughs> ice and or water rain and snow all day today. It was aggravating. So it, I just wanted to pick something and either do it. Either rain or snow or don't do anything. That's all I ask. But it's been it's been in the for, it's been in the forties here. Usually in Washington State, about this time of the year, it's cold, like in the thirties, and we usually get a little bit of snow because we're on the other side of the state, so it's drier. Oh, okay. It's been nothing, and I went over the mountains to see my family at Christmas. Not a, really dry, dry as well. There was a little bit of snow in the hills, but pretty other than that, dead. It was sixty-five, almost seventy degrees here at Christmas. It is ridiculous. Yeah, my, my brother, my brother said tomorrow on the other side of the state, he's going golf, and he's like, it's gonna be like fifty-six. I was like. What? Wow. It's six and like clear. Like, what the heck? It's gonna yeah. get. It's gonna be down in the twenties tonight. I was like, Ooh, chilly. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's like we haven't decided what weather we want. Apparently, so as usual, you know, global warming. How does it work? What does it do? I don't get it. I don't understand. It roller coasters. Apparently, since it's seventy degrees one week and twenty the next, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's it is what it is. But whatever, man. I mean, you know, we'll roll with it. I mean, it's even cold down in Florida this week. I saw some of my friends were down at Disney World. They were all wearing sweatshirts. I'm like, how cold is it? Oh, it's 60 degrees. It's cold. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's cold for Florida, but I didn't think that was very cold. It's like, all right, yeah, no. 60 degrees. I'm You're like, I'll take 60. Yeah, degrees. if it was 60 degrees, I'd still be wearing shorts. I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so, but no, we're not, like I say, we always start off with the weather on the six, um, but you know, we, we're here to talk about eh, games. But not on purpose. It just happens. No, not on purpose. It just happens. So now it's just kind of became a rolling thing. All right. I get it. Um, looking at show notes, I actually, I can actually update things here. Um, I haven't played a whole lot. Um, I have played a few minutes of a couple games. Um, I actually sold my steam deck. Finally, um, you know, even though I was, I wasn't in a hurry to sell it, but I put it up just to see if anybody finally bought it. And somebody finally bought it. I think it was last Saturday. I think it was, yeah, it was uh, last Saturday. Lo- lo- locally? Yeah, locally. So, you know, I, I just had to go meet them. Um, but man, when you put a steam deck up, everybody wants to trade for it. Nobody wants to yeah, buy it. They're yeah. all like, oh, I've got this this gaming laptop. Would you trade for that? Oh, I've got this desktop PC. Would you trade it for that? No. No, <laughs> no yeah. I'm not. <laughs> My biggest thing is like, people are like, oh, can you hold it till next week? I'm like, dude, I'm not holding stuff, man. Yeah. Don't look at it if you can't buy it. I'll nobody cash money. Yeah, That's nobody cool. around here like does that. that. Yeah, they they <laughs> want to trade. They just, uh... My favorite is what's the lowest you'll take, and I'll respond, "What's the highest you'll pay?" Yeah. Or sometimes I'll be like, "I'll knock off like a dollar." Yeah. What's the lowest? <laughs> what's the lowest you'll take? What does it say on the on the market uh, marketplace listing? That's, that's how much I'll. That's how uh, much I'll take. I'm, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you got it. I'm glad you got it sold. Yeah. That's, so that's the cool. so the, the the night it sold, I went and took the money and put it in the checking account and then ordered a Steam Deck OLED. <laughs> and what's funny is, is I ordered that on Saturday, so Christmas Eve was Sunday, and then Christmas was Monday. I had it here by Thursday. Um, which really kind of blows my mind that Steam, you know, that Valve could get it 
you know, sent that quickly. You know, it was like, wow, that's. I was expecting at least another week, with, especially. I mean, with they must have had a warehouse close to you that they could just be like, send it right up. I guess it, it, I think it was Illinois that it came from. I think's what it was on the thing. Which I mean, Illinois is not too too far away. Seven hours, something like that. I don't know uh, where in Illinois. When it comes to shipping something to you, that's not too far away. Yeah, across the whole country. Right. So uh, it got in. I turned it on, logged in, went. Yep, it works. Then came downstairs, swapped the hard drive out. Um, which it's really interesting when you take the back off of it because they have changed a lot inside oh, really? that. Yeah, there was there was yeah. a lot they changed. I was really surprised. Like now, instead of it didn't used to have a heat shield over it. Now the whole section where the hard drive and the processor and the RAM and all is that they have a heat shield over top of it. And there's a there's a, a a ribbon cable that runs the entire length of the Steam Deck now. So when you try to remove the hard drive, you actually just have to work around. It's not really that much harder. It's just you have to do it one-handed because you have to hold this metal thing up while you're pulling this out and pulling this and doing this because you don't want to... I didn't want to mess with taking the the ribbon cable off because it was down underneath the motherboard. It was like, nah, forget it. Just be real easy and lift it up. But, yeah, I mean, it seems like they... I don't know if they have new joysticks on them or not. The joysticks seem a lot tighter and a lot more accurate than the old ones were. Um, I don't remember if that was on their giant list of improvements or not. Yeah, I couldn't remember either. I didn't look at the whole list of everything that had changed on it. But it's definitely lighter. It's definitely more quiet. And it doesn't get as hot. That's um, cool. When you're playing yeah. a game. I think so. the fan's bigger a little bit. It may be. I couldn't I couldn't tell just with it off because I didn't have my old one here to compare it to. So. Yeah, yeah um, I mean... I, I took mine on vacation for over Christmas for five days. I turned yeah. it on once. Oh, I believe that. that. When, when I'm on vacation with family, it's like, eh, I'm probably not going to sit and play yeah. the Steam Deck. But yeah. um, but the OLED screen is really nice. The colors look a lot better. It looks a lot clearer, even though it still runs at 800p. I mean, the picture quality just looks better. It's a 90 hertz screen, so it's a little bit you can, you know a little bit smoother than the 60 hertz. Um, on the old one, but yeah, I'm very impressed. I at this point, if you play your Steam Deck regularly and you're a, you're a regular Steam Deck user, mm-hmm. I say upgrade. It's worth the upgrade uh, just for the cheap, better screen and the better yeah, battery life. Did you get the six? Did you get the spendy one or did you get the cheaper one? I got the was it the five twelve whatever it is. Yeah, because I had a terabyte. I still had a terabyte hard drive. I had the I had bought a, another terabyte SSD for the uh, Rogue Ally, and it was the same one that I put yeah. in the other Steam Deck. So when I sold that Steam Deck, I just sold, I just left the terabyte hard drive yeah. in it. And I had this extra one because I ended up putting a two terabyte in the in the uh, Ally since the, uh, the uh, SD card SD slot card. kept failing. It's like, no, nope, I'll just do, I just won't use SD cards on it. So at this point, I don't even know if thought, that SD card slot still works. <laughs> yeah, I thought they I thought they fixed it and sent you a new one. Oh, they, they fixed it. They didn't send me a new one. They fixed it. And when I put it in there, it worked and I went, okay, but I'm still not going to run an SD card in it. So, cause I'm not going to want to burn it up again and take a chance of losing an SD card. So takes compact flash. Yeah. So it might, it might work. I just, I just hadn't tried it. So I, I, on a regular basis. So I put that hard drive in there and it's, it runs great. Um, 
and it's, it's I mean, still even easy with the default drive that comes in that one, you can still put quite a few games on. Oh it. yeah, yeah, so you so can. So if you're upgrading it to like a two terabyte, you could put kind of things on there. Yeah, well, and I figured, especially with the uh, with the ally having the Epic Store and doing Game Pass yeah, and just, stuff like that, I'd want the I, extra space just, there. I'm not. I'm not yeah. disappointed by the Steam Deck. I just wish I would use it more. But then again, I'm like, eh. the well, bit of travel we've done this year, I just haven't taken it with me. And I just, if I'm going to game on my PC, I'm just going to be up and gaming on. My well, PC. yeah, absolutely. See, I'm on the road all the time, so I yeah, use so my yeah, when yeah, I play yeah. the Steam Deck or the Ally have, is what I play all the time. Have you tried? Have you tried like something? So I played like on my Steam Deck. I played some like brawlers. I played a couple FPS games. Mm-hmm. That was fine. Did you try anything like Shadowrun or anything like Baldur's Gate with a lot of text and stuff? Or like yeah. The Witcher? Yeah, I tried The Witcher. Um, the Witcher's not bad. Uh, I, could, like, I could read well, like, it really easy. Like, like Baldur's Gate 2, right? There's a ton of text in yeah, that Yeah, no, I haven't played Baldur's Gate like, 2. Ah, I need a big screen! Yeah. Sorry. Well, and then, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm holding up like this. A lot of those games, you can adjust the fonts yeah. on them. So, And yeah, I don't remember if I did that on Witcher or not, if that was available it on Witcher be, or not. But uh, Witcher didn't seem be, too bad. Um, maybe I'll try like Shadow Run, or maybe try like Jagged Alliance, or Fallout. I played Tactics. a lot of Mass Effect on it. I, I played yeah, Mass Effect yeah. One on it, and it had a lot of text too. Maybe like so. Fallout, Fallout Two would be an interesting test. Yeah, because that you know, would, it would be. run well. With that weird isometric interface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I. Well, I'm playing Sea of Stars, cool. Sea of Stars right now, and that's yeah, all I, text, I, and it. I probably. I probably played River City Girls one and two the most on my deck, or I played like I played like Bioshock one and two a lot. Mm. I don't know why. Easy to install, good way to test things. I wanted to see what it looked like. Played a lot of Hogwarts on that one. There you go. Good come news. Out. Yeah, I played played a lot on it. Um, but yeah, so I had the Steam sale was going on, so I finally bought that RoboCop game. I was like, oh, I want the RoboCop game. It just oh, looks too. Cool. I heard some bad things about that. Really? Game. It is awesome. Somebody is... said that like. Um, eh, they said that maybe like it was like either the graphics or maybe like the gameplay toward the end. They did say a couple of the reviews I did listen to said that uh, Peter Weller really put effort. Oh yeah, I mean it's because a, some of the other things he's done recently. It's essentially RoboCop two point five. It takes place between RoboCop two oh, and oh. RoboCop three. If you're a RoboCop fan, if you love. The RoboCop I'm, series. I'm, I'm interested. It is I'll awesome. Wait for a, I'll wait for a price drop. I'll yeah, I think it's sale. like thirty dollars or something yeah. like that, or thirty-five or Shooting something. Shooting for Game Pass. Oh my gosh, it was. <laughs> it, it's fun. I mean, it is. Epic Game Store. It is. It is absolutely. It is bloody. It is gory, like the RoboCop. Well, like the original RoboCop movie was. Yeah. I think yeah. RoboCop Two was more PG thirteen or something like that. They toned it down. I can't remember. One of those ones they toned down. Maybe it was, maybe it was three. I don't remember. But anyway. Um, yeah, I the mean, for kids, yeah, the cartoon. The oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the several like R-rated franchises back in the day that they're like, let's sell toys to yeah, kids from this. Like, yep. sure, sure, that makes sense. Why sure, not? Robocop's violent. Thanks, it'll 80s. Yeah, we'll, we'll turn it into a cartoon and a comic book. It'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, cause they're all about, I mean, it's, it's Peter Weller's in it. The woman who played his partner in the movie. Um, I don't know her name, but she's, she's in it. She does the voice of her character. Um, the only, the only character I have a problem with is the, the mayor. When he does things, he does not sound like the mayor of, uh, of, um, 
uh, De- New Detroit. He sounds like the mayor of Birmingham, Alabama, when he talks. It's like <laughs> it does not it does not match. It's like why are you talking Maybe like a he's southern Maybe he's imported. Gentleman? You know, they couldn't get a local mayor, so they had to bring. Him <sighs> I guess I don't <laughs> I don't know, but it was weird. Um, but I mean, I've, I've just played the first level of it. And so far it was like, I love this game. I really, I can't, I don't have time to play it right now, but I want to sit down and play it. I think it's like five or six hours. So it's like, perfect. It's a perfect short game. But if you just like over the shoulder shooters where you're just walking around shooting dudes in the face and just watching their heads explode in the face. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, Did you, really uh... Have you watched that special on RoboCop? They came up like like a documentary about RoboCop. Have you watched that yet? I no, uh-uh. I didn't know anything about this. It came recommended from a couple people. Oh, I, I have to look this up because I did not know. I did not know there was a. a yeah, documentary. Robo, Ro, Robo RoboDoc, the creation of RoboCop. Huh. It's. Uh, it's I hear it's pretty interesting. I see what they did there. <laughs> it's a pun. It's no, a it's, pun. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be pretty interesting. Apparently. For the filming, I guess uh, I was listening to the Cheap Ass Gamer podcast, and they're talking about how apparently for the filming it was like a like a little city, and then you know Peter Weller had to stay there for so long to get everything filmed. It's really interesting. Yeah, I, I figure it is. I have to. What's it called again? Uh, Robodoc. Robodoc. I'm going to look it up and see where it's. I think, I think it's on Amazon. Robodoc. Because I'm interested in that Robodoc, the creation of Robocop TV. You're thinking you're going to find a Robocop documentary or some robot doctors. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's on. It, well, no. Nah, it's you got you got to pay for but it. You can, yeah, but seven bucks, huh? Yeah, it may not be bad. Man, Peter Weller is looks terrible in this thing. Good gosh. <laughs> you, you've spent $7 on worse games, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he looks, wow. I don't know what that is. How long? When, when did this come out? Well, somebody told oh, me. Oh, it's just like come out this year. Yeah. It's like somebody told me that he's kind of like tired of RoboCop and tired of like Optimus Prime sort of thing. I, I can maybe I can maybe see why. You know, it's like I've done other stuff. Wow, it is voice in Transformers. Five hours. That's crazy. Cool. Maybe. Yeah, I, my wife is like, I have no interest. I'm like, okay. I'm interested. Yeah, I'm interested too. My wife will be interested. She's never watched RoboCop. Oh, it's like five. It's like four episodes. It's not bad. I'm watching this. Oh, free trial of Screenbox available. So there we go. I can watch those, and I can watch those. And by the time the seven day free trial is up, best thing that came out of this episode tonight, John discovered. There's a RoboCop documentary. Yep. I, I need new things to watch while I'm eating there dinner in a hotel room, so that sounds there perfect. <laughs> I could do a, a seven-day free trial of that. But, yeah, so, but yeah, the RoboCop game, what little bit I've played of it, I highly recommend it. It's right, just, cool. it's just cool. fun because it's, it's just fun, stupid, check your brain at the door. You know. Nice. All right. I, I, I appreciate your review. I'll have to check it out, I think. Yeah. There's a demo. You can download the demo. Um. The other game that I played was I I went ahead and bought Sea of Stars on Steam. I had downloaded it through Game Pass and was going to play it there, but I realized I didn't have the Messenger on um on Steam and I'm like, "Oh, I want that to play on my Steam you did the deck. same thing I did and bought the bundle, didn't you? Yeah, because the bundle it was like, <laughs> wait a minute, I could buy Sea of Stars. Or I could buy it for two bucks more and get the Messenger too. Yeah. Sure. I was like, wait a minute, why would I not just go ahead and pay two more dollars and get the Messenger? Because the Messenger is an awesome game. I love that game. It's I've, so heard cool. and I've never played it. So I like it. Like it. it is 
it is difficult. It is difficult, but I I I liked it. I bought the physical version on on uh, the Switch the one, and everything. That's that's the one where you can switch between like like a modern view and like a retro pixelated view, right? No, I think it's like it's, eight and sixteen bit. Yeah, it's eight and sixteen. Right? I think it's yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, and it's it's got all the crazy dodge mechanics, right? Yeah, I, I like it. I I, play, I think I have it on Steam or Xbox, but I got stuck. Yeah. I, I bought it on when it came out on on Switch. I bought it, and then the special reserve or somebody oh, did a physical copy yeah. of it, and I bought it. And that's worth a lot of money. Apparently, yeah. That's so. My Steam collection or my uh, Switch collection on the retro thing tells me that my Steam or my uh, Switch collection is worth a lot of money. So, um, but yeah. So I was like, okay, I gotta buy. I'm gonna buy it because I want. I want to buy Messenger anyway. So why would I go buy Messenger on sale for fifteen dollars when I can spend ten dollars more and get the Sea of Stars too? I've only yeah. played about this much of the Sea of Stars, literally oh, just man. right through the beginning. It's pretty. What, what is it? Looks really does it cool. Remind, does it remind you of like Chrono Trigger, like Secret of Mana? Because if it reminds you of those two things, it might be interesting. Well, Nathaniel, you've played it more than I have, haven't you? Probably. I couldn't compare it to those. I've played about 10 hours of Sea of Stars. Okay, yeah. You've played a whole lot more than me because i played like 45 minutes of it. So. I got the soft spot for stuff like Chrono Trigger. So, uh, have you, like I was going to say, have you, you have, did you ever play Chrono trigger on the super nes did you ever play that nope if i get that vibe from it just from what little bit of it i've played but i don't somebody, know if it carries through or not so, somebody bought me that uh for a steam gift for christmas so pretty excited because the only the old for chrono trigger the only i have it for ds i'm like 70 mm-hmm. percent of the way but i've just never finished it because i'm like it's eh, okay but i have I the super nes version that's the only version i have it's a good game <laughs> i i do like the chrono but i think the pc port isn't that the one that's the mobile port? John, I think so. I think most of those those games were just the mobile port off the phones. Yeah, thumbs down on those. I mean, it's 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 playable, but I think there's some weird, funky stuff maybe with like the yeah. the some odd stuff. Well, if you've played ten hours of it, Nathaniel, you must really like it. Then it must, must Sea of Stars must be pretty cool. Yeah, because I've seen a Sea of Stars pop up on a lot of like you know best of lists yeah. and stuff, and so I was like, I'll play the demo because they had a demo on it, and I played through part of the demo. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and buy it. And then I've just been uh, bouncing between a couple games. So it's like when I want the more kind of easy, lighthearted pixel art game, I've been playing Sea of Stars. Cool. Yeah. With a little bit of it I played, it's like, yep, I'm going to really want to sink my teeth into this. And I don't know. I don't remember how long it is. I don't know if it's a long game or. I have no to idea. See. But yeah, go ahead. It, it's at least 10 hours plus long. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to go look at my Steam money later. I think I got 40 bucks. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so it's very much, you know, very pretty pixel art, and you're, I don't know, I'm not even sure what you'd call it, like a sort of a RPG, I guess, kind of, but you're playing through a story, and it's pretty linear, and you go through, you know, kind of like an area, and you'll have, like, maybe a little bit of a dungeon with some light puzzle-solving stuff, and you have, like, your combat sections, and you have all, like, some sections where you're going through a bunch of, like, text for the, like, cutscenes and stuff like that. Uh, so there's like no voice acting or anything in t- in it, so it's very much old school that way. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun. Like the combat, I think, is what sold me on it. Is it's got like the active button pushing things that you can do with it instead of just like it's all turn based. So you're not like waiting on a timer. But whenever you do like a special attack or normal attack, any kind of attack, you have some timing things that you can do. And also when you're being attacked, you can hit a button kind of like time a block to take a little bit of the damage off that you take 
So, for example, when you like do a normal attack, if you hit the button right as it's hitting them, you do a little bit of extra damage. And uh, when you have like some certain special attacks, there's one that the like uh, girl character does that like slinging kind of like looks like a boomerang made of like a moon. It's like a little blue thing, and it bounces. And if you hit the button when it comes back, you can deflect it, and it keeps going to a bunch of different enemies. And it gets faster and faster, so the more that you bounce it, the little bit more damage that you do. And like pretty much every attack in the game has some sort of timing-based thing on there, so it makes you feel like you're engaged with it more than if you're just like, okay, choose this, wait for it to do it. Okay, now choose this, wait for it to do it. It's like keeping you actually doing stuff while the combat's going on, which is really fun. Hmm. And just like the art is very pretty. It yeah. looks really good. I played it like half on just my desktop and then half on my ally in handheld mode just on my couch and it's really fun either way. Yeah. I bet I probably, probably about half and half. Steam Deck and it looks really nice yeah. on the LED. I'm probably about fifty fifty at this point on one or the other. Um I'm trying to think. So yeah, like you're playing as like there's two you have two main characters that you have. You can pick whichever one you want to lead your party, but I think you can even change that later in the game. Yeah, that's what I it said. I, I I haven't got that for I think it's just normal like pick this character to lead and uh, there's something in the the menu system I just haven't done it because I don't care. It's like whatever yeah. who's walking around it's fine. It'll stay the same and then when you get a combat you're controlling everybody anyway. But uh you have a male character who's kind of like uh, born on like a summer solstice so he's got sun fiery powers and then there's the uh, female character who was born on a winter solstice so she's got cool like moon powers then you have like their best friend who doesn't have any powers but he hits things with a pot lid <laughs> and he does like healing spells and stuff <sighs> and then there's one other character that I've played with so far that is more of kind of like a dual daggers like poison damage kind of a character that was around for a little bit and then ran away I'm assuming will come back later yeah and it's, you know, there's some cool fantasy setup where these warrior, you're like these special warriors and you're the only ones that can fight against these certain types of enemies or whatever. And you can only fight these things on the eclipse. So that's how the game starts is you're like, like you, they're kids and they get trained up. And then when you actually like go out into the game, it's like, all right, you have to go through these things, meet us here on the eclipse. So you do a few different kind of things before you kind of get there. And I'm like, right at that point of the game where I'm like, all right, I got to the place that I was supposed to be for this big fight on the eclipse. And then the next thing I'll do when I load up the game is go do that. But yeah, like there, I've met some silly pirates. Like there's all sorts of fun stuff. I fought a necromancer, like, yeah, the, yeah. it does a really good job of like different areas having different looks to it as well so you like, get different kind of moods based on like okay now you're in like the swampy area so it's all dark or whatever or you're in the bright coastal city so there's all sorts of stuff in here and yeah yeah it's it's a pretty cool game it's pretty it, like I say it is very pretty yeah I, I've heard lots of good things about it yeah, and it looked like my style of game. It was it's been on my radar since I they first started talking about it. Um I mean, you can tell that it's good because I'm still playing it. Yeah. It's this kind of game I'll either hit or miss on and <clears throat> I'll do it pretty quickly if it's a miss, so putting 10 hours in it for me is like, okay, yeah, I really like it. <laughs> yeah. Said it was about 28 hours to complete. If you wanted to be a completionist, it was like 40 or something, but 28's not bad yeah. for... Because, like, story. so far I've missed very few, like, treasures. Most of them you can get pretty much right away. You do kind of like Zelda. Like, I've gotten a couple different kind of, like, abilities that are, like, in-world things. So I've got, like, a air gust that can, like, blow things around, like a block. It'll make it slide. Or I've got, like, a 
hookshot thingy that lets you uh, attach to certain things so you can like kind of jump to different areas. Mm. I'm assuming I'll probably get some more, another one or two of those later, but like abilities. So it's like you can get to a couple different areas that you couldn't do before when you get those abilities, but most of them's kind of localized to where you get it. it it's not really much in the way of backtracking to like, oh, this area that you were in five zones ago. I'm sure there's probably something you can go back to, but most of them have been like going through as you go and kind of hitting all the stuff. Yeah. It does some really fun things with kind of depth and kind of like fake 3D space because it's still flat 2D art, but there's just different ways that like you're in different areas and you'll go like behind stuff or in front of stuff. There was a cool cave that was in that had like crystals that you would pass uh, behind because they're in the foreground and it would like distort like it's like a real crystal or something, even though it's just pixel art, they put some sort of distortion on it so it looks like you're warping it uh, as you go behind it, which is really fun. So it's mm. just got nice little just touches all throughout the game like that for like little details and things. Cool. So yeah, definitely plan on continuing to play that game. It's yeah. just a nice one to uh, pick up and play for a while and then put it on. How long, how long is it? Have I, I didn't look on how long to beat. What do you th- Have you heard anything? Like yeah, it said 28 hours was yeah, the main really? story. And like that's pretty good. 40, yeah, that's like that's, that's 42. Like Red or Air like 42 if you want to, want to complete it. <laughs> yeah, I just said that a few minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty linear so far. It doesn't really branch off. So it's like, okay, you go here now and do this thing and you can have like within like maybe a dungeon you can go back over here because you've got a key to unlock a door to get a treasure but it's like really short it's not like super crazy back yeah or anything like that. see i like that yeah. so much go here do this thing all right you did it now we're going here to do this other thing all right go do that yeah. stop off by the store and buy some new armor while you're there okay <laughs> that sounds like a plan <laughs> that sounds yes, like please. a plan <laughs> uh... Yeah, that's it's just true. got like so many little like quality of life things that make it feel much more like a modern game versus playing an okay. old game like that. Yeah, it's like one of the things that I don't like about a lot of older games like that is like when every time you level up, it's just like, hey, here's a bunch of numbers that we added to your numbers oh, that you already exist. You're mm-hmm. not choosing anything, so it does that. But you also get like a bonus stat every time, and you get to choose between four different stats that you get like extra upgrades. So it's like, oh, okay, I want to get a little extra health this time, or I want a little bit more of my magic defense or like better attack damage. You get like a extra little bonus you can uh, put on there, so you can kind of shape the characters a little bit as mm-hmm. you go. And it's not enough to be like super crazy, but it's enough to give it a little bit of an edge. Like, oh, I have a little bit more health points now. So combine that with this new armor I got, I'm doing really good or whatever. So yeah, that's cool. It's just a really well made game. Yeah, cool. I I can't wait to really get into it. Um... It's going to, after we record. That's what I'm going to do before we get to go to bed. I'm actually going to sit down and yeah. play. Another game that play I've played a little bit of that I wish you could play on the like handheld on like the Ally. You could probably do it on Steam Deck because it has a touchpads, but it's all mostly like mouse based. You can kind of do it with a gamepad, but it's all weird and like I couldn't get it to work super well. So I just been playing it on my PC as a Terra Neil. Which has got very pretty pixel art, and it's all kind of about, like, you have a wasteland, and you go in here, and you build in some infrastructure to, like, bring back the environment, and introduce animals in it, and then you take all of your infrastructure out, and yay, you've restored the environment. It's kind of like the loop of that game. And then they have different kind of uh, environment zones, basically, that you go to. So you start out in kind of like, you know, grasslands or something like that, and then you have more like a coastal thing, and I'm sure there's probably like desert and some other stuff, too. I just haven't gotten that far into it. So I've only played it like maybe two, 
two or three hours of it. I can't remember. I'd have to look. Yes. But it's just a very good chill game. I This this is one of the games it, Steam keeps recommending me. You've played this. You would like this game. And I keep going, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like a reverse city builder, but not as complicated as a city builder. So you start out with a big empty map, and then you have to place down like windmills for electricity, but they can only be placed on like rock tiles. And so you only have certain places you can put them. But then you have these other things that you can put down that will maybe create a rock tile so you can put another like thing for power over here. And then once you do that, you put something to like pull all the toxins out of the soil. And then you put a thing down that will irrigate it so grass grows. And then like once you meet certain criteria, boom, you're in like kind of like tier two of your goals. And then you have to do stuff like burn down some of this so that you can make soil for a forest to grow. And then... At a certain point, you're like, hey, you have to scan these things to make good environments for animals. So this animal wants to, like, have half forest, half ocean, or whatever it may be. And so if you find that, then you, like, introduce them back into the environment. And then you have, like, an airship thingy that uh, you use to bring all of your stuff back. So you, like, recycle it, and these little drones will go get it. Or I had to do, like, the second area, you had to do it with a monorail system. And basically all of the buildings that you built, you have to deconstruct them, put them in the airship so it can fly away, and there's just nature left over. It's kind of your goal. And then there's other things that once you meet certain kind of environmental criteria for like humidity and temperature, and there's things you can do to influence it, then certain uh, things will happen, and that will unlock kind of stuff as you go, and that ties into like your global progression. There's different goals that you can get to kind of unlock all the stuff in the game. Yeah, see, they recommend it in the bundle, in a bundle with Wandering Village, and I already own Wandering yeah. Village, so it's. I like, mean, I uh, mostly got it because it, lo- it was, looked like it'd be a chill game to play, and it has pretty. Large. <laughs> hey, it's by the guys that did Broforce, so you know Broforce is an awesome. Yay, game. Yay, Broforce! It's a very different game. It is a very different game. That was what was funny as soon as I saw it. Live free lives. Wait a minute, didn't they do Broforce, and now they're doing this? Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it says it is playable on Steam Deck, so you you know you have to use the touchpads to to play it probably. Yeah, because the thing that was weird is like on uh, so when you're doing uh, mouse controls or whatever, you have like you select a building or something, and then some of them you can rotate, which matters because there's like certain directions that it points, so it will like put water that way or whatever it may yeah. be. And there wasn't a way that I could figure it out doing it in handheld mode on my ally of just, like, hitting all the buttons that couldn't do it. Because it doesn't have direct controller support. But it still sort of works, so it's weird. I'm sure there's some way I could map it. I just got tired of fiddling in it, and I'm like, I'll just go play on my computer so I can use the mouse wheel to rotate. It's much easier. I'm not sure how it would do it on the Steam Deck, but I'm sure there's something that it does. Yeah, probably with those the, the touch pads, it probably yeah, has, the hold pads. down the trigger and then use the pad to move or whatever. But yeah, it, this it has recommended me this game uh, for I don't know how long, and it's like uh, I'll not. Nah, it's not uh, even expensive. Like even not on sale, it's a pretty cheap. Yeah, game. Yeah, it's but... a pretty cheap game. I mean, I can get it since I've got Wandering uh, the Wandering um, Wandering Village. I could get it for like fifteen dollars now. It's like. <laughs> Once again, yeah. Nathaniel recommend or plays another game, and then I go, I, mean, eh, I really kind of want to buy it's that. It's not like I don't think it'd be super, super long, depending on how completionist you'd want to be. Maybe some of them later levels are more difficult, but I've played it for like two or three hours, and I'm like, 
through like two, I think it's five zones that there are on the globe. Because like the main kind of menu is like a globe and you have different yeah. uh, areas of the map that you can see that are like, it's all brown. And then when you come out of a level and you've met some of the criteria, it starts being more green and pretty and stuff on just even the main menu. So I've done two of the zones and I've gotten both like 75% done or so. And that's probably playing like each level two or three times. Because it like generates a new map each time you do it, so it's probably got some. It's not like it's the same thing. It's um procedural. There we go. That's where I was procedural, like, procedurally yeah. generated maps each time. Yeah, this looks really cool. Dang it. So yeah, it's, it's been on lots of you know like best of lists and things since it came out too. So it's kind of one of those that's play it for a little bit, put it down, and then come back and play it a little bit more when you want something just kind of easy breezy to play yeah i like games like that yeah all right fine <laughs> all right fine I'll i'm not it. telling you to buy it john that's oh no you. no that, I'm I'm, that's that what i'm that's what i'm telling my <laughs> wife that you told me i need to buy this game so too late no, no, no. <laughs> nope, we've we've got it on record <laughs> It has been recorded. She doesn't listen uh -huh. to the show, so she doesn't know. I didn't but know. if she somehow she start she would, came to me, I'd be like, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's the receipts. <laughs> so the I like got a bunch of stuff on Seamstail, uh, but I've only gotten around a, a few things. One of them is Lords of the Fallen, the new one from this year. I've put, yes. let's see, 32 hours into it at this wow. point. It is awesome. Ooh. So the reputation out there before playing it was like, this game is not as good and it has some problems, which they must have patched it because I've only seen a couple of like bugs not, on mine. It could just as, be my systems are you know good for it too. I don't know. Yeah. Not as good as the original? Oh, no. It is 8 billion times better than the original. The only thing nice. it shares with the original is lore. I think this game is supposed to be like a thousand years later than the first game or something like that. So it's just kind of like it's in the same world, but other than that, it's it's a brand new game mechanically, all that kind of stuff. Um, but like the word on the street is like Lies of P is the good Souls-like that came out this fall and Lords of the Fallen is the like, you know, it'd be like a B minus or a C or something from some people. It seems like when it came out in October, I'm like, that's absolutely wrong. I knew <laughs> you were going to say it was wrong. Lords Based of the on... Fallen... Be Based on is, what you said and what one of my friends said about P, where it's kind of like, what? So, like, Lies of P is not a bad game, but I would say that it's very more, like, paint-by-numbers version of a Souls-like game. And, and it's it, easy? Because that's what I like. It, well, for me, it feels a little bit easy, but it's not like it's easy, but it's more just like, okay, here's all the things that we've listed out bullet points of what should a Souls-like game have in it. And then let's paint by numbers it in versus like being more creative with it and doing something new, which is what Lords of the Fallen does with it, even though it still has a lot of the like tropes it's wrong, but a lot of the like same kind of bullet points of like what A Souls like should do. It's also doing some new things. Whereas like Lies of P is very much like here's the Souls like. We have a few like different things, elements from like a couple other kind of game types in there to make it a little bit like less souls like y uh, on the fringes, but it's still very much a souls like type game. Both of them are very kind of linear uh, type souls like games where you're like you're going through a level and then like there's some boss fights and stuff like that. And there's not much as far as it's not like Elden Ring where it's a big open world. It's very different. It's very much like here you start here and you're going through kind of like the path of the game. 
But with Lies of P, it's very much just like very linear. And then you have like tiny little branches within a level that aren't even super interesting or very long. And so it just, again, it feels like very cookie cutter, paint by numbers. Like it's still good. It's not terrible. Mm. But here's where Lords of the Fallen is better. The level design and the atmosphere both <sighs> are 10 billion times better than Lies of P. I think part of that is Lords of the Fallen's graphics are much better because they're more cutting edge and stuff, hmm. and they're putting in more actual literal atmosphere of this like fog and things, whereas Lies of P doesn't have quite as much of that. And so, just like atmosphere wise, I would say Lords of the Fallen is a lot better. Lords of the Fallen is the absolute best job that any studio other than FromSoft has done in trying to get the vibe of a Dark Souls game. Because it very much has that vibe of just like that mysterious dark fantasy thing where you're going through trying to figure out what's going on. You have sort of this big overall goal that you're trying to go for. And you have all these big bosses and things you run into. And it's all kind of like a bit creepy. And you're on edge a lot of the time, even if there's no enemies around just because of the environments you're in. Whereas Liza P doesn't quite get quite that far with it as far as just like the vibe of it. It's still good. I just, it's. Like, I just put, I think, the opposite of it. Like, Lies of P is a B, and Lords of the Fallen is an A game for me. Mm, okay. So, like, Lords of the Fallen is really, really cool. So it's very much, like, it's trying to be Dark Souls as far as, like, the base of what they had. So, like, the look of the armor, the look of the world, the look of just, like, you know, the environments and, like, the ruined castles and swamps and other things that you'll go through in that game. If you didn't know any better and looked at it, someone would be like, oh, is that a Dark Souls game? Hmm. It, it, it kind of has that look and feel to it as far as just, like, what the armor design is like, how the inventory works, just, like, the different pieces of armor and stuff that you can get and weapons and all that stuff. But it has a lot of different, like, um, things that it does to kind of do its own thing and improve on stuff. So one of the cool things that it does is with throwable items where, uh, like... In Dark Souls or any of those type of games, it's pretty much just like, hey, pick up or buy a bunch of firebombs, and then you have ten of them that you want, and that's all you get. And then they're gone, and whatever. It's a very finite resource. Whereas in Lords of the Fallen, what they do is you have throwable items that are tied to basically a throwable mana bar. They call it ammo. So depending on what you equip in your offhand, you can have kind of like a magic casting thing, or you can just have an empty hand, and then you equip whatever throwables you want. And you can have, from the start of the game, three different types that you can have at once, and then there's something you can get later. You can have up to five. So you're basically switching which one that you want to use, and it's like, hey, I'm going to throw my axes, or I'm going to throw these poison darts, or I'm going to throw just a rock, whatever kind of things that you get. So... When you find them in the world, it's like, hey, I just found cool, you know, like, fire bombs. Now I have those permanently forever. And any time that I use it, it uses, it has, like, an ammo cost. So, like, to throw it, it costs three of my little ammo bars. And once that's gone, then you can't throw anymore unless you either refill it with an ammo uh, bag that you can find. This basically refills the ammo a little bit while you're running around. Or if you rest at your bonfires which are like shrine things in this game, mm. then that also refills your bar. <clears throat> it's the same as like, it's refilling your health, it's refilling your mana, it also refills ammo. And it's really, really cool because it means like, you can experiment with all these throwable items that you want that you keep picking up. And I've got like 
probably like 20 different items at this point this deep in the game. Hmm. I haven't even used them all because there's so many. And they're like really, really cool. So it's it's just fun. It's a f otherwise because like in other games like this, like, oh, I only have like two of these. Why would I ever want to use these? They just sit in my inventory never used or I use them and they're gone and like, well, oh, well, I can't use them anymore. And there goes the fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so like uh, that and also just like the different weapons and things that you get in armor sets and stats and stuff that are like close to the style of what a Dark Souls game would do. They have nailed kind of like the build diversity that you'd want in um, a Souls game like this. So it's like, okay, I can play it like this and have all this light armor and be really fast or I can just be a tank and have all this big armor. I can just uh, upgrade all of like my magic stats so I could just like pew pew magic at things all the time or if I want to do like, you know, just different kinds of uh, builds, you can do that in this game, which is mm. really cool. Um... You've got the other big difference, new thing that they have in this game is that you have your main kind of dimension world or whatever, and then you have the umbral world that is like a dark dimension, basically, that uh, you have this lantern that you can hold it up at any time and kind of like see into the dark dimension around you. And it's really cool because it's got like kind of like a flashlight in the game. Whoops, hit my microphone. Oh. Like in a flashlight in any other game that you're pointing, you have kind of like the cone that lights it up. It's sort of that, but it's you're seeing into another dimension with it. Oh. And so that's really cool. Huh. But then at any time, you can... So like some there's different things in the other environment. So let's say there's like a gap uh, in the real world, but there's some weird thing crossing it in the underworld or the dark world, whatever. I think it's umbral world. I keep forgetting the name of it. You can hold up your lantern while you're still in the main dimension, and you can walk over it, and as long as you don't get hit, then you can cross over that path. Or you can hold down a button and go teleport into the dark dimension, and so then you're there permanently. Or if you're holding your lantern up, something attacks you, it can drag you into that dark dimension. Mm. And the only way to get out is either rest at one of the shrines, or they have some other little special little things you can get that will like pop you back out. And so the... They have somewhat similar to Bloodborne, they have what they call Wither Health. So if you're, some enemies will just do it. If you're blocking, you'll take Wither Health. So it's like part of your health bar turns white. Mm. And as long as you don't get hit, then when you hit other hit enemies, you get some of that back. Hmm. But as soon as you get hit, anything that's white, instantly gone. Oh, wow. And so you can also get, you know, weapons and things that will do that to the other enemies as well. But whenever you go into the dark world, half of your health is wither health. So if you get hit right away, boom, you're at like oh, half geez. <laughs> So with your lantern in the dark world, there's things that you can like hold it up and you can like suck things in almost like a vacuum. So it like sucks in some of that and gives you adds that white bar onto your health if you don't have full health. And then so that you can kind of use that to like get some little extra white health on there and try and hit enemies to build your health bar back up if you don't have any healing items on you hmm. at the time. And I'm trying to think of some other cool stuff. But, like, there's some puzzle-solving things in there, so you can also use the lantern. The other cool thing it does, whichever dimension you're in, is you can, like, lash this magic energy out and then, like, pull the spirit out of an enemy. Hmm. And so when you yank it, you go up and then, like, hit the ghost, and it causes that wither damage. So then it, after a couple seconds, goes back into him, and you can hit him. You can cause a bunch of damage to him. You can also, they teleport to wherever the ghost is, so you can cheekily, like, 
lash somebody off the side of a cliff so that they zoop and fall and die. Because, <laughs> 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 like, using, once you, like, kind of hold onto it, there's a bit of a delay before it yanks it out. So if you, once you do that, you hold, like, the control stick to kind of direct which direction you want it to go. So it's like, go off the cliff! And then wait a couple seconds and wee. <laughs> and then like whenever the good thing about it is like all like if they drop an item or like the souls stuff that they get, it just like sits there on the edge. So like you don't lose anything by doing it either. So it's just like, hey, you're a tough enemy. Yeah, screw you. Wee, you're going off the cliff. <laughs> but you only have so many charges of that. So you can't just do it all the time. So that's how they kind of limit it. Is like once you use it, you have little like dots underneath your uh, like health bars and stuff at the top of the screen. That then you use the vacuum thing to pull in stuff that also fills those back up over time a little bit. And there's a, uh, they also refill whenever you rest, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like the boss fights in this game are really, really good. They're really tough. Unlike Lies of P, where most of them through the game I've beaten like one or two tries without even having to like do too much in the strategy. It's just like all right, I'm just going to go up and like wail on you and then just like keep rolling around, rinse, repeat for the most part. These ones, they take a little bit more strategy. Mm. There's the other thing, like, like there's so many like little things that they've done that's like giving it a little new thing or a little different thing versus just like a Dark Souls game to where blocking in there. So you have uh, basically a parry thing, like if you hold it and hit the uh, block button right at the times they're like hitting you it will cause damage to their poise I don't remember if it calls it that but basically like their stability and if you're locked onto something the little dot has a circle around it and that's like the poise damage and if you get that all the way to zero and either like charge attack hit them or you can hit the kick button and kick them think there's something else i'm forgetting but you trigger basically a stagger state that you can then go and do like big high damage like stabs and stuff so it's all a lot of like a few brand new things and a few things that are kind of like tweaking the formula a little bit to make it feel um different than just like hey this is a clone of dark souls right even though like 75 to 80 percent of it that's what it is but it has enough of stuff layered on top of that to make it feel different and it's really really well done they also have been, apparently they've patched it so many times since it came out, but they did, over the holidays, they did two different patches that added some stuff into the game, including all of the shrines having, like, holly on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's festive. Of course. It's, like, literally the only festive thing in the game. It's like, hey, the shrines look exactly the same, but we just put, like, a little bit of, like, holly leaves and berries and stuff on them. <laughs> Oh, jeez. In this really dark fantasy. Like, oh, cheer, brighten it up. <sighs> they also added, uh, as part of that, they added, I think, some more NPC quest lines. They added a um, chest in the hub area so that you can, you know, put stuff from your inventory in there if you want to keep it rather than, like, selling it or just having a ton of things in your yeah. inventory. I'm trying to think. There's some other random things. I think they added some like armor sets and stuff. Just things I haven't gotten to yet because was a lot of it was meant for like, hey, have you mostly finished this game? Here you go. Here's some extra stuff. And I'm like, I just started this game, so I see the leaves on the shrines. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there's a fun thing in this game where there's a boss that you hit at the beginning of the game. This is kind of one of those like, hey, you're supposed to die to it, bosses. Yeah. 
and they show up. Uh, I think I just had them show up for like the third or fourth time in my game, and you have basically here's a boss fight, but you're still not supposed to actually beat them. So you go, you die once, and then you go back there and you can pick up your uh, souls that are left over and just find it's not a boss arena anymore. And it's really cool so far. It feels like okay, you were. We're training you up. You get to see just a little bit more of this boss each time that yeah. you fight them because you're a little bit more leveled up and you've seen them a little bit so you know a couple more of their moves. So it feels like they're kind of like building you up for the big a big fight towards the end of the game. Yeah. Um, your big goal in this game is you have kind of like this big evil god is trying to return or someone's trying to bring him back. And you have five of these beacons uh, around the world that you can see. And when you're out in the open, you can see... Uh, or throughout the map you can see them up in the sky they're like red and then when you get to them and usually each one has like a big major boss before it mm. and then you go and cleanse it and then it's golden light <laughs> I've done three of the five so far I just did the third one today so I've been in like it's got a lot of cool different environments in there I've been in kind of like a city that's on fire I've been in just kind of like your dark kind of creepy swamp villages I've been in ruined castle stuff i've been in an area that's all like snowy and cold like there's a lot of cool just different feeling places in the game so far so yeah like they've mm. nailed it i don't know i think it was probably mostly that like it must have and when it came out it was buggy enough that people were just like a little bit yeah you know, poo poo on it because of that and that kind of like tainted it a little bit but like the game that's here like now that they've patched it some like, sure, you have all the people who are complaining about all the PvP balancing stuff that they've done, but I'm like, I'm not in it for that anyway. I'm right, disabled yeah. online. I don't care. I'm not doing all the online-related shrine things that you can do. That's another thing in the game. Like, some of the online stuff is tied into you get whatever currencies, and you have these shrines you can go to to buy different cosmetics and things. Hmm. And a couple of weapons and stuff like that from that, but it's online-only stuff. So I'm like, I look. you can look at them and see it. I'm like... Okay, I've got enough stuff. I've got my giant, pointy, almost like pyramid head hat. Or yeah. Pyramid, but it's like, it's like probably three or four foot tall, like yeah. thing on top oh. of my head. I have another one that I don't wear that's even bigger. That's more of like a giant cylinder on my oh, head geez. that has a bunch of spikes all over it that I got from a boss fight. And I'm like, it looks cool. It's stupid though and it's also blocking my view a lot i'm gonna do the other one because it looks cooler just because it's like a point instead of just a big yeah. old barrel on my head because the other one's like the size of like a large barrel on your head and this one's just like a very tall thing but you can't see your face so it's just like a giant spike is my head and i think it's funny so i've, I've never like got it i have not taken it off <laughs> <laughs> like there's other helmets they look really cool put them on to see like oh yeah that's a cool skeleton face or this is some other thing that's like cool but I want my giant pointy spike for a head. It's so silly. I got to keep it. Yeah, of course. That's cool. It sounds like a cool game. I've heard a lot about it, but you know, I'm not much on the, yeah, on the souls game. So it was like one that I never really, never really it, thought about. I mean, if it, if souls games are your cup of tea, like they are mine, definitely need to play this Lords of the Fallen. It is, not like the original Lords of the Fallen that I got like a couple hours into and just like quit because it was so bad. Because like mechanically that game just didn't play very well, and it's just like it just wasn't it. This one though, like mechanically, it plays very very well. I'm like, I, it's great. Yeah. I'm having a blast with it. That's cool. Sweet. So, 
So, so that's all you played. Okay, cool. Yep, yep, that's it. All right, so Eric, you finished up uh, Baldur's Gate 3, I see. Yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I was kind of surprised at the end. I thought, we talked about so much, but I thought it was yeah. actually going to be harder, but it, it, I was just like, I think I'm, I was getting very burnt out, so I was like just dragging and dragging. Finally, I was like, all right, screw it. Sit down one night, block out like two hours, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Half an hour later, I was like, I'm done. That, that, that's it? <laughs> That was it? That's the final fight? Yeah. Well, there's some stuff in there that, like, it's much harder depending on what kind of, like, build you have and what kind of party you're taking into it versus, like, you can have your party kitted out and go through the final kind of, like, crazy fight pretty well if you know what you're doing. Yeah. So I, I was well prepared. It was pretty good. And then, I, you know, I tinkered around with the epilogue, tinkered, tinkered around with the <laughs> Gale's ending. Let's blow him up. <laughs> Spoilers, no. <laughs> but it, it was good. Uh, we still have our evil playthrough, but we really haven't played very much of it recently because the other guy said he was getting kind of burnt out. So yeah. he actually was trying to get me to play uh, Chivalry Two. Um, he's telling me about that, and I'd, I'd never heard of it. I guess I own it on PlayStation Plus. Yeah, I know a lot it's, of the kids. Uh, I know a lot of the kids like it, but I've never. Played. Yeah, apparently Chivalry it's like, very uh, much a PC first franchise or whatever. Yeah, it's very, it's very much. It's, it seems like it's. Uh, kind of an interesting like t- take on like a medieval game yeah you know, and with like different medieval weapons yeah. and stuff and i was like that's interesting i was thinking it was an rts game but he's like, no 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 I'm playing this. So, uh, it's an fps i'm like all right maybe i'll try it out yeah. um yeah so another thing i've been doing recently has been playing some more D uh tried a campaign with some friends that they'd already started like a year ago so i was like the odd man out yeah just kind of get lumped in it, it was fine it was good uh, they're supposed to play again in like another month, but their regular team is full, so I won't uh, play with them. I'll just play on the other little auxiliary campaign they have. But it's been good. I gotta say, it's been two times so far. It's been pretty good, and I might like it better than Gloomhaven. Sorry. Well. I really like Gloomhaven a lot, but I just don't like my class in Gloomhaven. And everybody else has interesting classes, and I just don't like getting stuck with a ranger rogue. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, D&D, I got a fighter, and then I have a a cleric. So, interesting stuff. Not not too hard to play. Uh, but that's it. That's cool. I oh, I might buy. Ah, I'm dumb. Like a couple, a couple days ago, there was a Walmart about 40 minutes from me that still had the Series X for 350. Like, if I get a Series X, I can sell my original Xbox because I own everything I want digitally, or I can play it on there, or I own it on another platform. Yeah. Uh, I'll put it off. Put it off. At work, I checked. Oh, still in stock. I'll buy it in the afternoon. Guess what happened in the afternoon? Yeah, it was gone. <laughs> but there's still you can still get them for four hundred. The only reason I wanted that one is because forty minutes away is Oregon, no tax. Oh, so they don't have tax in Oregon. I didn't know that. Just three fifty out the door. Huh? That's crazy. But, I mean, I looked at Target and with red card discounts like four fifteen. Yeah. Like, you know what? I got a gift card to Target. I'm, if I, I think I'm going to get one, and then I'll, I'll just sell my Series S. Yeah. I know. There's been a couple. There's been a couple times where I'm like, I really want to play that 360 game. Oh wait, it's only a physical, like some of the shmups and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I love my Series X. I mean, I like my S, but I like my Series X. I mean, Series X is cool. Is the Series X going to be hot enough to cook my breakfast? Uh, no, it really doesn't get that hot. I don't think. <laughs> I, I don't know. Try. I'm not a good one to judge because it stays cool down here in this basement. So yeah. it's not. I'm not the best one to say. Oh yeah, it runs hot because I don't know. I well, it probably depends on what game you're playing. Well, yeah. that's I didn't, true, I didn't, too. I didn't try the ping pong ball test, either. People, you know, they throw that in front of their X or their S. And like, oh, yeah. It go. Put it on top and let it, let it, it go. Yeah. You can put, some, like, a slice of bread.
right on top and get it kind of warm, probably. Yeah, and then flip it over. And Somebody's out there with bacon. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing this morning? I'm playing some Halo Infinite and making bacon. Uh, making bacon. Making bacon, baby. <laughs> and then morning. the announcer in the game actually says it, and you're like, whoa, what? Yeah, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, it's learning. Yeah, it's, yeah I, think, I think it's time. I just, I mean, I got such a smoking good deal on that Series S when it was like, brand new in the box and yeah. has a return of goodwill. But I'm like, you know what? Series X, it's one terabyte, you know, get a little bit extra space. Yeah. You got the, I have not. You got I, I still you, have the, the memory still card have the to move the yep, stuff over. Yep. So I have I have not seen th- that two terabyte card go on sale ever. I think is it still like two fifty for the two terabyte expansion? No, let's see, two terabyte. At least there's two different kinds now. You can get the Seagate or the Western Digital. Let's see what it is, because I don't know. I haven't. Uh, the Seagate, which one is that one? No, it's a one terabyte. Two terabyte at Walmart's two. I got it 218 at Walmart. The Seagate is 218, because I think Western Digital has one too, right? Yes, and it's. Uh, this is a 512. I don't see the. I don't see the bigger one. Uh, the Seagate 2 terabyte. Let's click on it here at Best Buy and see what happens. And it's loading slow. What? They want it for $400 <laughs> at Best Buy. Holy it's crap. like, what? What? Yeah. That's not but right. Once, and that's, and once, yeah, I mean, once I got the external hard drive issue fixed in Series S, playing like original Xbox games off that or 360 was fine. Or even, I think, yeah, so that, that was fine. And I just kept all the things I really wanted to play on the yeah. expansion card or on the internal drive. So. It'll be good. I mean, I don't really. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, just I'm just thinking for the future because I never use my Xbox anymore, even though it's modded. And I had some problems with it earlier this year, and I got it fixed. But I'm like, mm, I mean, the only thing I really played on it, well, MVP Baseball 2004, which isn't available anywhere else. I don't, I don't, and I don't think it's backwards compatible. No, I know that uh, uh, Def, Jam, Def Jam Fight from New York isn't yeah. at all. No, uh, Western Digital doesn't make a two terabyte. They make a one terabyte for one thirty or a five twelve for eighty. But they don't make a two terabyte memory card. Western Digital doesn't anyway. Oh well. So I'm on their website just looking. And I thought the backwards and so I've never really looked at backwards compatible compatibility for the original Xbox. I thought it was a lot more games. It's not that Mm-mm, many. It's no, like it's... a like a third of the library. So, and anything that's kind of has weird licensing issues, like Def Jam, or I think, yeah, and there's some other stuff too where there's like, uh, it's too much of a hassle. Yeah. But that is it. That's all I've been doing. So, looks like we got some news. Oh, yeah. Um, Game of the Awards was, happened uh, shortly after we recorded the last episode. And, of course, Baldur's Gate pretty much won just about everything they were up for, except for, like, best game direction, I think, and best narrative. <laughs> Maybe best art. Uh, I know. I got one, like, two won uh, game direction, narrative, and art. So, it had three. And then Baldur's Gate 3 had one, two, three, four. Four or five, four or five something one. like that. Yeah, I, I can't I remember. I the whole list, and I want to scroll. Yeah, that no, fast I'm right not now. I'm to do the math. <laughs> but I'll scroll, just not that fast. Uh, the, the the one that I don't understand the most was best ongoing game. That one was Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> like, what? It's so dumb. It shouldn't have been nominated at all. No. But hey, whoever, whatever panel that they put together to do does the nomination. I, that's not that doesn't fit the category. That's not what that means. I think they need to. Yeah, no, no, 
so I watched the whole the whole quote unquote game awards, and <laughs> that I was um, half of it. Probably, it was it, it to me. It was a lot less awards, more mm-hmm. just this year. It seemed like it was more than any other year of just. You know, oh yeah, you're not the only one who thought that. Yeah, I mean, there was just yeah. so many new games, and I mean, I'm I'm fine with that. But then it would be like, you know, so and so, Baldur's Gate would win, and or Alan Wake would win. They get up on stage, they'd give them thirty seconds to say something, and then they'd start to play them off and move them off the stage, and then they would invite so and so to come on the stage, and they would stand there and talk about some game coming out for like fifteen minutes. It was like, <sighs> yeah, like. If you're going to do all that where you're going to force people off the stage, if they even get to go there anyway, because, like, best indie game and some other ones that are big categories that should have been up on stage yeah. to let people accept an award, they didn't even do that. It yeah. just, like, Jeff Keighley on the side saying, oh. And then they spent freaking, like, what felt like 10 years on stage with Kojima, who yeah. should not have mm-hmm. been there, but because he loves Kojima so much, we'll put him on stage, and then, like, he'll talk for a while, then we'll bring out some other people, then we have some other celebrity stuff, at least a couple of them kind of made sense because they're in whatever game they were talking about, but then other ones are just like, why are you even here? Yeah, uh-huh. Like, that's a big old nonsense mess. Like, I, they have a balance that they've got to try and do, like, this right. thing is expensive, so we've got to pay for it, we're doing, like, some ads, so here's how you make it cheaper. Don't bring all the celebrities in. Yeah, exactly. You got, you're paying them. I know you are. They're not just coming, you know, for, you know, yeah. hey, this is cool. I'm going to go to the Game Awards. Like, whatever. Well, like, no, none of them are doing that. My thing is... Matthew McConaughey was probably oh not my gosh. cheap. Yeah. Even though he actually is in a game. Yeah. So that one's, like, not as bad as some of the other well, ones. Well, my thing is do an award show or do a reveal show. Don't do a reveal show in an award show because that's what it was this time. It was a reveal show oh, and a reward been, show. Though. Well, but so uh, they have that to bring people in, and I like that. But you got to do. They just got the balance off this time. Like last, yeah, like, years, it was last couple of years were a lot better at it. This one was just more like, hey, the awards. We don't care about them. We're just going to get them done as fast as we can, so we can do more ads and more whatever this other stuff. And it's just like you didn't you didn't do a good job. Well, there was like, there was one time I know it was it was fifteen twenty minutes where they didn't have any award, not even here's the next five awards or so and so's coming out to get an award. It was just hey here's here's Kojima. He's going to talk about his game for fifteen minutes, and then here comes Matthew McConaughey and he's going to talk about his game for five minutes and then hey let's go over and take a commercial break and we're going to watch ten commercials about Fortnite and then we're going to come back and here's five here's five games you know here's five awards of whatever it was like uh, yeah it's like hey we're going to speed run these like four or five yeah. awards in a row just from a list like hey here's the nominees this one won here's the nominees this one won I'm like come on that's like not cool. Like, if you're going to do that, just don't do a show and just put them out on a website. Yeah. I but mean, you're not going to make any money doing that. Right. I get it, but eh. I but don't know. at I... least they had the song from Alan Wake 2 performed on stage. Oh, my gosh, it was yeah. awesome because if you know what it was, you're like, this is freaking awesome. And if you didn't know what it was, you're super confused. Yeah, I was, still awesome. I was super <laughs> I was super confused, but I, it was very awesome. But I was super confused because I had no idea what was going on. I did buy a, Alan both Wake. Both Alan Wake's there. Both of them. Yeah. There. Uh-huh. I bought it, too. I bought, I, it too. I bought it where I do the Humble Bundle choice every month. Mm-hmm. If you do it for... 
well, if you do it for a year, you get 20% off of a game. So it was on sale on the Humble Bundle store, and I got the 20% off. So I, I got it for like, I bought the deluxe yeah. edition for super cheap. And if you had like wait a little bit to like the Epic Holiday store, I was in there just looking around to see what they had. It was on sale, plus they do like the Epic does yeah, like, the coupon. coupon. Yeah. So if you're just buying one thing, you can get a pretty good discount. Yeah. So, yeah, I just bought it. So, yeah, I mean, that Humble Bundle choice that I do every month, uh, yeah. I got it down to a hundred dollars for the year. It's like pfft, that is totally worth it for all the games I get yeah. every year. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, but... but yeah, like they had them on stage. They had uh, the one character, and then the the one, two guys off to the stage. One was like he's Mister Door in the game, and then the other is the voice of Alan Wake. Yeah, and he's also been in stuff like Control as uh, Doctor oh, Darling. Cool. And then uh, the guy who was dancing on stage is like the actual like visual actor or whatever that's in the game for Alan Wake too. So it's like both Alan Wakes were there. It was kind of fun. And then the band is actually like what Poets of the Fall is the real band. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. three of their members is what makes up the old gods of Asgard in both Alan Wake games. Yeah. And they've been they've been doing music for Remedy games since the original Max Payne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. It is. And I was watching that. I'm going. This I'm very confused. I don't understand any yep. of this. I'm like, it's kind of cool, but I don't get it <laughs> so immediately at the back of my brain i was like eh, there must be something in the game and i have not played the game yet so i had no idea what, what was that's going that's part on. of what i like about alan wake 2 is they were uh, remedy was just like no we're going full-on weird with this game it's like we'll call it a survival horror game but really it's probably like three or four different kinds of games mushed yeah. together in its own remedy soup yeah. so like Sometimes it feels like you're playing survival horror. Sometimes it feels like this other thing. And sometimes it's like a little bit of something else. But yeah, it's it, it, they weren't afraid to be like weird with it because of how well they did with control. They're like, all right, well, let's just full on throw all of this weirdness at you and make a game out of it. And they did a good one. And it's done well, reviewed well, and anyone who's played it. But because it's only on the Epic Store, it hasn't sold as well, I think, right. as what. Yeah, yeah. I guess Which I get it, because Epic gave them money to be able to actually develop it in the first place. That makes sense. But, dear Epic, stop it. Give people money so you can have your name all over it, but is and like you can have deals for when they, it's on Steam. You'll still get a cut of that money, and you'll sell way more, and you'll make more money than if it's just on your store. I guarantee yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it'll come there eventually, but it'll probably be at least a year, if not, and maybe maybe it won't. But like other yeah. games have come out after a long time, but it's just like you, you shoot yourselves in the foot doing it that way sometimes mm-hmm. more than anything because Steam is so big. Yeah. Um, put it both places. It's yeah, not hard. it's not hard. Who cares? I mean, whatever. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Um, any big game reveals that caught your eyes? Um, the Sega ones were mine. When I saw the 2D Shinobi, I'm like. This is what I've been asking for for years. I want 2D Shinobi tag on it. Let's play it. Yeah. Um, there were a couple I know that I thought looked good, but I'm trying to remember. I don't remember what they were off the top of my head. They're just like cool trailers. Blade so like, oh, was. Keep an eye on that. Blade was. Blade a cool was a trailer. big surprise. Yeah, that was a big surprise. I am super excited for that because it's Arcane Leon, who yeah. did like Dishonored and stuff. So uh-huh. I'm like, yes, please. Like, yeah. you doing a Blade game? I want to see what that looks like. Yeah. I think that'll be cool. I think it will be too. And the what was that game that No Man's Sky developers uh, like No Fire <laughs> or whatever? The one where he was out there doing stupid promises again. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> like okay, so you're announcing it and it looks really cool, 
So I'll wait for about five years for you to put it out and then fix it, and then it'll maybe be good, uh, kind of like No Man's Sky was. Maybe that's what this will be. Maybe, yeah. It looked cool, it though. It's like, all right. It does look cool, like, sure. I mean, uh, their version of, you know, whatever, survival and other things. It's like No Man's Sky, but fantasy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. There's probably some other stuff to it, but who? I don't know if they've said when that would even be targeting no uh -uh. there's (laughs) there was there's nothing that i've seen any any date or anything uh not even a guess of when it'll come out so who knows but i'm sure it'll probably be fun whether it's fun when it launches or not i don't know but like no man's sky they've updated that thing like a bajillion times at this point that game's very very different than when it launched so even if it's good when it launches i'm sure they'll keep updating it too because it is as long as they don't tank the studio by just releasing a bomb, they'll probably do the same thing they did for No Man's Sky. Oh, uh, somebody will pitch some money in there, whether it's Microsoft <laughs> or Epic or somebody will. <laughs> sure. Or maybe No Man's Sky money will let them keep doing it. Well, that no could Man's be too. Sky, yeah. Hey, guess what? Starfield came out and people got disappointed with it, so No Man's Sky got a lot more players for a while. No, that's true. You're not wrong. <laughs> Um, this one I totally missed. I did not realize that Naughty Dog announced that the Last of Us Online had been canceled. I, uh, I don't yeah, know. Because like I way earlier one. in the Could year, you... there was some stuff about how Bungie looked at it and was not um, happy with it or whatever. After all this whole stuff with Sony doing all the here you we have eight eight thousand live services that we want to do. And so then there was some stuff about, like, there were some layoffs, and then now we know kind of why. Because they're like, basically, like, no, there's no way we can do this without completely just going to live service, and then we couldn't do single player anymore. So screw that. We're going to do our single player stuff is basically kind of what they said. Yeah. Well, and they should. That's what Naughty Dog does best. And I I want, you know, not that, I know there was a a lot of people who wanted that, um, yeah, I mean, it's but... it started off as like they're okay. We're using the factions multiplayer from the first Last of Us as a base, and then doing some other stuff with like narrative and other things with it. And what little we know about it, sounds like it could have been really, really cool. It's just kind of like, well, it kind of was a I... little bit too big of a scope, I think, than what they realized when they started on it, and it was just going to be way too expensive. Yeah. I liked I liked the multiplayer game from the first one. I played a lot of that. I thought it was really good, really interesting, yeah. very team based. So I I was I was interested in this, and I'm like, oh, all right, great, joy. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I was waiting to see what was going to happen for when it came out, just to see kind of like, okay, well, what is a Naughty Dog like? multiplayer only game look like because I've had stuff with like the Uncharted games and the first Last of Us where they have like a multiplayer mode in their games mm-hmm. so like them just fucking like this is our multiplayer only game we're going to do some narrative stuff and whatever else with it to make it cool I was curious about what that would have looked like but in the end I'm like yeah that's fine I'd much rather they do single player games yeah yeah I would too I mean because like I say that's what they do best and that's that's I don't want I don't want I mean, that to suffer or go away for a live service game you know yeah they're one of the premier studios that do that it's like them and like Sony Santa Monica and a couple other people are like very much the big blockbuster story game studios there's plenty of other studios that do like story games they're really good at it but they're not quite the same like hey we're spending tons and tons of money like Insomniac would probably be another of the ones because like Sony's been focused on that kind of game for a while, and so they have several studios that do very well at it. So if Naughty Dog was not going to be able to do that anymore, that would have been sad. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. I, I would have been rather upset about that. Um, not that anybody would care. Um, 
<laughs> we would care, John. Yeah, I know. I, but, uh, I, I mean, care. It breaks my heart. I mean, the people who would be, the, the important people that, that would, I, I would want to care doesn't wouldn't care. So, yeah. It's like, well, it's the problem is, like, with all the, like, publishers, like, the people at the giant CEO level are just like, we want to make that money. And they look at all these live service games that do well, like, you know, Destiny for a while, although it's not doing so hot at the moment, but, you know, like, they're like, hey, we want some of that. And so they keep putting out, like, and approving all these live service games that then go out and then go fail and fail. And we've had so many of them, especially, like, this year, even just, like, get taken offline that maybe eventually they'll be like, oh, this isn't the uh, guaranteed money we want it to be. Let's find something else that's stupid to do and maybe yeah. stop live services. Yeah. So find something something new to waste money on and then do poorly at thinking like, oh, surely I'm different. I can make this and get a lot of money from it. I will oh, solve the problem. Yeah, yeah it's one of those nope. things. If, if everything's a live service game, we don't have enough people to play all the live service games. So, gee, I wonder why that happens. Like, only like a few of them actually do well. Mm-hmm. Um, E3 is officially dead. Uh, you know, I thought it died a couple of years ago, but I guess now it's officially Wait, dead. What's this E3? is the ESA finally saying, okay, fine. All that stuff that everyone else has been saying, we've been in denial for like a couple of years. Fine. Yeah. Done. I mean, it's That's pretty much what that means. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of sad. You know, that was always the goal for, you know, any kind of journalist was like in video games. It's like, oh, I want to be able to go, you know, I want to be able to go to E3. I want to be able to go to E3. And, yeah. but you know, it hasn't been the same really since before COVID. Yeah, but you know, one. I wouldn't be out. surprised if, in however many years, somebody buys the like the rights to the oh, yeah. three and tries to do something else, maybe more like a PAX or some other thing, or maybe it's an online only thing. But the term E three, probably, I wouldn't be surprised to see it again. I would either. I like, wouldn't either. Yeah. No, but because like E three has been such a big thing, and like mm-hmm. you say E three, and like hey, that's cool. You know what that brand is? Brand recognition. Yep. I kind of yeah. know what it is. What's the new E three? Right? Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised to see somebody try and oh, absolutely that out at some point. Yep. Whether it does well or not, who knows? But like, it's just it's still even if it's been dead for like you know four to five years of when even when they still did them, it wasn't as great as it used to be. Yeah. There's still such, you know, like positive feelings yeah. of like E3 is cool. We like E3. That somebody trying to bring it back would not be surprised at all. But yeah, give I it some time. Know. Get it. Give it some time to stay dead, and then you know, cast your you know spells to bring it back from the dead later. Right. <laughs> give it some time to for people to have nostalgia built up. Like, oh man, remember when E3 was cool? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, I I could see that happening. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all so now before we go on to the next news story did anybody check in with your year in review with steam i did uh, and I, I meant mine to was, mine was not great okay I, I meant to put it in the show notes because i was wanting to know what everybody else's was <laughs> uh i played a lot of Baldur's gate 3 that's about it that and like a few other games see most of Baldur's gate 3 i'll call i'll put mine i'll put mine in the show notes the the actual link to mine so you can see it but uh Oh man, it's not like right on the top of the story. No, you have to click. You have to click your name and then go down uh, on the drop down. It's year in review. It's at the very top, or, uh, or it's at the very bottom. Yeah, I I played sixty Steam games this year. What I like is is my breakdown of played with computer or played with keyboard and mouse or controller. It was ninety nine percent controller and one percent mouse and keyboard. One <laughs> percent. 
but it was the it was the how do you compare with everybody in Steam is is crazy. I played sixty games. The average was four. It's like wow, really? I still can't. Four? Okay, where do you click? Okay, so I, 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 the, your name. I googled mine at the top of the at the top of Steam. If you click your username and it says activity profile, the drop down down at the very bottom of that drop down is year in review. No, there's not. Uh, it is on mine. I, 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 I had to Google. I have inventory, etc. under that. I played 14 games. Under, under inventory is year in review for me. So if you None click on, mine, so apparently not. Click on that link. <laughs> if you click on the link that I put in, uh, in the yeah, show yeah. notes, it'll, you'll it, probably take yours. 90, 91% of my playtime, Baldur's Gate 3. Mine 3% was... Tabletop Simulator. <laughs> uh, where was yours at, Eric? I'm going to put it in the notes so I can click Oh, it. uh... Oh, you put it uh, in the chat. Okay. Yeah, I put it in the chat. I'll open it up. That's just that's 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 not the detailed one though. That's the just the regular one. Oh no, yeah, this is the detailed one. Nine games played, forty-one achievements, six days your longest streak, <laughs> tabletop simulator. Yep, Baldur's Gate, ninety-eight percent or ninety-one percent of the time. It's bump. Yeah, it's just yeah, like I said, I like I like Steam. I love I love the library, but I have so many other games. But I'm you're like, still oh, above yeah. you're still above the average. That's the thing. It's like you played nine games this year. The Steam average was four. It's like. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yeah. There we go. I got mine open. I played 25 games. 20 of those, 21 of those are new games. All right. All right. 379 achievements unlocked. I played about 50 50 mouse and keyboard and controller. Oh, look at you right down the middle. And, well, that's probably mostly because of uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was mouse and keyboard, and then a lot of the other things were not. Um, let me scroll down here. Where am I at? Let me bring it over here so I can actually look at it. Um, Numbers. Is there an easy like top five thing of games played? They make this design so big, so you have to scroll. Yeah, that was yeah. the thing. I'm like, Ugh. there's a list. Down I get it because it's like the same type of thing for any of these year in review things that you get uh, on any like platform, you know. So okay, so it was. Baldur's Gate 3 was 33% of my total playtime. And then the next one was Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. That was 19% of my playtime. Nice. And then, like, January, February, I played it, uh, the whole game and both expansions again because it had the, like, ray tracing update. Yeah. Last, like, about a year ago. And then I had, uh, let's see, we had uh, Littlewood because I played a lot of that in March and April, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Kingdom Come Deliverance, I played some of that. And then Star Wars Jedi Survivor was the number five on Steam. Yeah, mine was... My number one was Hogwarts Legacy, then Jedi Survivor, then Baldur's Gate, um, Dredge, um, Midnight Suns. Those were mine. Yeah. And I got a little Steam Deck thing because I played on the Steam Deck all the time. <laughs> Special achievement. Yeah. And a lot of the reason I played 60, what was it, 60 some games, uh, 60, I gotta go all the way to the top. Yeah, 60 games played was because I got a Steam Deck, so I was just trying everything on the, yeah. on yeah, the Steam see Deck. It, yeah, see how it runs. Even if you boot it up for a minute, it still counts. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's things on there like Batman Arkham Origins and Grounded and Outer Worlds and Halo and. You know, stuff like that that I just played, you know, maybe five minutes of just to go, wow, that runs really cool on Steam Deck. Yeah, it looks that great. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, but I thought it was just very interesting to see how how you guys stacked up because I was just like, wow, the the average games played on on Steam is four, and it's like, really? That's that seems really <laughs> low to me. Yeah. Well, it's, you know why is you have all those people who are just playing Counter Strike or just playing yeah, Counter exactly. So yeah. like, that's bringing the average because they literally only play one. And then there's a few people who just don't play you know games super often, so they're only playing right. you know, a few things here there. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild, but uh, I thought that was interesting. So I put I put mine and Eric's in the show notes there. So uh, yeah, if anybody wanted to go to the go to the site in the show notes and look at it, you could. Um, all right, Nathaniel, you're going to have to talk about the day before debacle because I forgot to <laughs> I forgot to watch the video. I wanted to watch the video and I I forgot to go back and watch it. I just know that it was I, I know that it was This video crazy. was brought to you by Ridge oh and then you I don't need the video like, to play. The day before is pretty much just a scam game. Yeah, that seems <laughs> to be down to like, like So they had like a reveal trailer or whatever that looked a lot like The Division. Mhm. And it was all like mostly like CG, and then like people were like, "Oh, this looks cool." And then when they dive into it a little bit more of their stuff, were like, "Oh, this sh- this is almost shot for shot like a trailer for the division or something." I think it was Division. Yeah, uh, it looks a lot then, like, like Division. Just even in that trailer, and then like they're all like stringing people along for a while, like, "Oh, hey, we're going to reveal some gameplay." Oh, wait, never mind. And then they had like um, trademark thing where like they couldn't use the day before. For some reason, there was somebody, I forget what it was, but somebody else had, like, the name registered for something else, and so they did, hadn't even checked if they could use that name. Eventually, it went through the court system and were able to use the name the day before. Mm-hmm. And they're all promising this thing that's like, hey, it's an open-world MMO survival game, kind of like Daisy, The Division, other stuff like that, all, like, the biggest, best, coolest thing ever. And they finally eventually, like, showed some gameplay, but it was also kind of very just like, no, there's something off about this. So eventually they finally are like putting out a game. It came out in early access. Four days later, the studio was closed. Yeah. And the game was listed. <laughs> yeah. And there's some other stuff in there, like details of like the game really wasn't what they were trying to make money on. They were using some of the promotion for the game to... Um, show this other app that they were doing that was kind of like an alternative to something like Microsoft Teams or Slack or something like that, their version of that. And then that went away at some point and they tried to scrub it from the internet. They tried doing stuff like trying to take like the trailer off of their YouTube so people couldn't see it. But everyone was like, We've already, it's the internet. We know what it yeah, is. It's... And it's like the game itself, when it finally came out, there's so many funny clips of people trying to play it that of, like, so many of these weird, goofy bugs, like, these NPCs that are both, like, broken and, like, uh, their heads flying around all this, these weird places because the animation's off, but it's also, like, kaiju-sized, so it's, like, a Godzilla, like, random person up here um... doing weird stuff and freaking out, and, like... People were having trouble getting into servers, so there's all the normal issues of like a launch of a game kind of like this. And then it's like you get in here, and it's it's not a very big map. There's only like maybe four or five zombies on it, if that. <laughs> and there's all this like weird stuff of like if you get killed, you don't have like any of the like stuff on you. So it's kind of like those games where you have to go back and try and get your stuff. 
but you don't have anything when you start over to even gear up a little bit so you're basically just running around without weapons at that point and it's like all sorts of stupid stuff that's just like this is a terribly made game oh lord and like there's all sorts of other stuff in there about how they have all these like uh assets that are basically just pulled from elsewhere even maybe the map itself seems like some people think it might have been uh just bought from a store somewhere uh you know like uh, the Unre- I think they I think it was done in Unreal. I don't remember. Yeah. I have to look. And just like all sorts of just like the props and things everywhere. Just like they didn't it put very much effort into this at all as far as like ma- what making a real game means. It was more like let's try and make some money and like everyone's just looking at it and be like, no guys, come on. Like we see what you're doing here. <laughs> you're not gonna uh... fool us. And it's just like the skill up did a video on it because he does a weekly news show on his channel and so like anytime something about the day before came out he's been like talking about it for you know the year year and a half whatever that we've known about this thing yeah and it's he thinks it's hilarious and has been calling it a scam for a long time so like he did like a whole when this thing happened instead of putting it in his normal show he did a full like recap of the entire thing it's like a 20 maybe 30 minute video of like here's from start to beginning or start to end, all the stupidness that was the day before, here you go, all in one place, you don't have to go find it anywhere else. And it's 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 kind of just like you're actively trying to do the worst, stupidest thing possible and just be like the dumbest people ever is what it feels like. Because yeah. some of like all the stupid things that they had to do, it's like you had to try to do that. No one's that stupid, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, 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 so yeah, it's Look it up if you're unfamiliar with it. Like, just read a read up some of the stuff, or look up uh, the video by Skillup called "The Day Before a Scam to Remember." Yeah, it's it's it in our show. One of the notes, so. ongoing stories of this year. <laughs> and I'd heard a little bit about it, but I hadn't really been following yeah. it. So, I mean, even if you don't know any of the details that led up to it, the fact that a game came out in early access and then was delisted after four days yeah. and the studio shuttered is like crazy enough by itself <laughs> yeah yeah it is it's oh, crazy yeah that that whole thing I, i'd heard him talking about it on another podcast and <clears throat> it sounded yeah somebody was just trying to rip some people off or something i don't even know if that's the thing i don't know what they were trying to do <laughs> well they were looking at like hey things like daisy or you know that style of game we could make some money on it so let's just like you know put something together as like poorly as we can and put it out there and see if we can make money off it sort of seems like one surface level but there's so many weird layers to that onion yeah that's just like uh yeah and like the fun thing is like daisy and then there's another one i forget uh what it was it's a popular kind of like survival zombie whatever game like this they the they put a sale their games on sale and called it the day after sale the day after <laughs> the day before kind of got delisted and they're just kind of tongue in cheek being like hey hey you know what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> so just the whole thing is ridiculous it's insane yeah it really is but yeah i i I'd for, I forgot to go back and watch the 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 video of it i, I think i added it to my uh, youtube uh my YouTube uh, watch list, so I can remember go back and yeah. watch it because I, I am interested to see this about uh, hey, more about it. When you're on the road and you need something to watch, it's a good like uh, 20, 30 minutes, something like that. Yeah, how long it was. Yeah, that's this looks like I always always looking for something to watch while I'm eating 
eating dinner. So <laughs> no, that's the perfect thing for whether it's like a cartoon you're watching or something that's like good enough to like have something to watch for 20, 30 minutes while you're eating, and then you're done eating, and then like have a little bit more to finish, and yep. then you're done. That's that's what I've that's what I've been doing with Headlines. the uh, with the uh, Harley Quinn cartoon on HBO Max. That yeah. that is hilarious. Don't watch it in front of kids, but it is hilarious. <laughs> Watch it behind the kids. Uh, yeah, watch it behind the kids. No, I had to. <laughs> I had to tell my niece, uh, my niece and uh, her husband. I was. I said, "You all got HBO Max, right? Yeah. You, you guys like to watch the DC cartoons with the kids, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't watch Harley Quinn. It's not for. It's not for little kids. It looks like a cartoon for kids, but it's not. It's. It's not. <laughs> well, that's the like, that's the thing that I always like hate is like. If it's animated, it's for kids. Like, no, it's just it's yeah. an animated, thing. Uh-huh. and it could look exactly the same. But it's the content that and the story that you're telling that determines like who the audience is. Yeah. Oh, this <laughs> it's is not like the art style. Yeah. This is just the blood, the gore, and the and the the yep. atrocious yeah. language in it that is just like, and it makes me laugh so much. It's, I figured that to, if there's anybody else in in the hotel on the floor I'm on, and I have it up a little too loud, and they can hear me through those thin walls watching it, they're probably wondering <laughs> what. Like, in the world is that guy watching? That's that's just so. What's going yeah, on over there? Drunk Commissioner Gordon is just the best. It's like <laughs> or depressed, whatever he is. It's, but yeah, so it's like I, I've had to inform. Now, don't let your kids watch this. Is not a kids' cartoon. You, you don't know. <laughs> oh, Harley Quinn, that'd be cool. That's a cartoon. The kids will love that. What the? <laughs> Especially the first episode. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. like first five I mean, minutes, I you think, know, that's not for kids. <laughs> yeah, I think it's very much a, an American culture kind of thing where cartoon equals for kids. Yeah, I even think though so. that's not necessarily yeah, a thing. It's know. like places like, you know, like Japan might not be that way because you have so many different kinds of right, anime yeah. for different audiences. It's just like, no, that's yeah. the, it's the medium that is not the audience. It is an yeah. animated thing that doesn't mean it's for this person or that person or whatever demographic mm-hmm. it's the story you're telling yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. just like hey there are kids live action movies and there are adult live action movies it's the same for animated ones weird but like some people just like no it's automatically for kids yep. like come on <laughs> so I, the, the last little thing anyone get any game related things for christmas no no i didn't get any we, we don't do gift nope. exchanges anymore. I mean, uh, so. other than what I bought myself from the Steam Pretty much. Store. I mean, that's that's it. I got a, I got a Steam Deck. Would you call that a Christmas present? I mean, I, uh, I mean, I bought it sure. for myself. I mean, yeah, we don't. No, our family we don't exchange gifts anymore. We buy we buy stuff for the little kids, and you know the kids, and that's that's it. We don't do uh, gift I've exchanges. Got I think five more games that I bought in the Steam sale that I haven't gotten to yet because I've been playing Sea of Stars and Lords of the Fallen so much. Oh geez, yeah. they're on the list for you know because I was. Like that's what I do with like Steam sales, yeah. especially this one. Stock up because like, unless like one of the games coming out in February of the eight million ones is something I am interested in, it's probably going to be till springtime before something new comes out that I want. Right? So oh yeah. Yeah. This, the winter sale is the time to stock up. Um, Although like yeah, like February is ridiculous. Like it has been for the past several years, and this upcoming one's also like super ridiculous. But luckily, I think there's only one that I'm halfway interested in. But there's a lot of stuff coming out. Yeah, everything just gets delayed, and then when it's delayed, oh, I'll put it in February. Yeah, I mean at this point, <laughs> it's just whenever it comes out. You know, oh, I'm interested in this, but I'm like, eh, whenever it comes out, it's fine. Yeah, I can tell fine. you the one. I think it's February that I don't care about is the uh, Kill the Justice League game. Yeah, the Suicide uh, yeah. Squad. I don't care. Yeah. Somebody who played that beta. Hey, if it came out and it was like, look, we're making an Arkham City style open world game, whatever single player story thing. 
cool. But I, 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 I the can way tell they're you. doing it is just like, that's not what makes those characters cool. You got a generic loot system on it, and you're just trying to make a bunch of money from battle passes and whatnot in a single player type game. It's like, no, stop it. <laughs> yeah, I just looking here. Prince Persia, they got it down as February. That one I do want to play. I do too. Uh, the new Like a Dragon is in February. What else here? The Brothers, Two Sons remake. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Ooh, that's cool. That was a good. The that's a good one. The original one, right? Two Brothers, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's a. I remember playing that. Game Rant has literally a, and I'll put it in the show notes too. They have a, they have a complete breakdown by month of, of what's coming out. Yeah, there's a couple of sites that I go to uh, that have their lists that they update all the time, and then I, I go like for one, one of the sites I go to it has more PC games in their list, and then the other one has a lot more like console and then big PC games. So, I keep up to date on what's coming out. Because nobody, like, no one site just does it perfectly for me. Yeah. Where's January? Then, like, when there's something that I absolutely know that I'm going to want to play, I actually have, like, a document on my computer that I put it in there to remind myself. Oh, Prince of Persia's January. Okay. Not February. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm still, I'm still paying for my Ubisoft Plus, so I'll probably just pay it for January if Prince of Persia does come out and try it out there. And if I like it, I'll just buy it and then cancel my subscription. I have to laugh at all the people who like see that game and don't think it looks awesome because oh, yeah. it's not 3D like Sands of Time was. I'm uh, like, but you do realize the original Prince of Persia mm-hmm. was 2D, and also like that game looks awesome just from all the different like abilities uh, and magic and cool particles and just the, the art style and all of that is like I want to play it. It looks cool. Yeah, I think it looks awesome. It's not a giant cookie cutter open world Ubisoft game. It's actually like a Ubisoft game like they might have made back in the day or like. Is it, I think it's the team that did Rayman Legends of doing the Prince of Persia game. Oh, you know what it may be? Oh, I don't remember. That'll be interesting. But at least look-wise, it has a similar look to it. Yeah. yeah. Let me look on it. click on it here and see who it is, if it'll tell me who the... But yeah, that's the most I've been interested in a Ubisoft game in a long time. Yeah, because I mean... it's something different. Yeah. They used to do a lot of stuff back in kind of like GameCube era that was like, hey, here's some different stuff. And like Sands of Time was in, in uh, there, and Beyond Good and Evil, and like of that era of Ubisoft, you could be a lot more excited about. New I don't think Ubisoft I played the second. Out. I really, I really like the the third Prince of Persia game. That was the one I really liked, and the first. All, one. I didn't like all the, the three second of those. One, I think Sands I of Time. Um, what is the second one? That's, I, I forget. Uh, Warrior Within. Warrior Within, and then the third like one's something Two Thrones. Two, two no, Thrones. No, two Thrones, because you got that yeah. like you can switch between that. That was yeah. crazy. Warrior Within had a little bit of issues as far as just kind of like it was a little buggier yeah, like, and stuff, yeah, like but it was still very stuff good. I remember playing. But it, yeah, the little I played it was fun. But the, the first one I remember blew yeah. away just so good. Is that the, I mean, the if f- they went back to do one of those, mm-hmm. so like with all the technology that they've done with the Assassin's Creed games, with like being able to do all the kind of like emotion stuff, it would be it'd probably be pretty awesome. But I don't know. It just says Ubisoft. It's not going to be a big open world game. Prince of Persia just wouldn't work well that way. And if it's not a big open world game that they want you to play for like 800 hours, then they're not going to make it. Because yeah. <laughs> it's Ubisoft. They're, that's the only Dang thing that they've Ubisoft. done for the past however many years. Yeah, you're not wrong. 
And some of them are still good, but even like the Assassin's Creed games and stuff that I really like is just still like, Ugh, I don't want to play this for that many hundreds of hours, guys. Just calm down. Which one was? <laughs> oh, yeah. Which Prince of Persia was the one that was the very cartoon? Oh, the that was cell shaded one. one. That was That's the one on Prince PS3. Of Persia. That was, that was just, it was just called Prince of Persia. Oh, so they had yeah, the three, yeah. and then they had, like, the reboot one with that cel-shaded look was called Prince yeah, of Persia. Yeah, I love that one. I that thought one's that also one was very good. awesome. Yeah. I... It was very different because it was all about kind of, like, one-on-one combat a lot yeah, in that game. Uh-huh. Plus all the platforming stuff. Yeah, I, I still have that on the 360. You can re- yeah, you can rewind time and everything. I think it's. I think it's back. See, this oh, is good. I even own it on time. Steam. It's. There we go. It's <laughs> literally. <laughs> it's literally two dollars on the Steam sale right now. It's eighty percent off. Don't. Uh, I already have it. But, shut your mouth. Yeah. Let me go look right it's now. Two dollars. For me, I'd have to go look at my Ubisoft launcher because I've gotten so much stuff for free on there yeah. over the years. I forget what I have. <laughs> I think I. Yeah. You know what? That's interesting because I logged into my Ubisoft for the first time in like a year or two, and I was like, oh. Oh. What are those games? I actually have like, oh, all cool. the. I have all five of the Prince of Persia games on Steam. Yeah. I have all of them. Forgotten uh, Sands. That was the most recent one. Because right? apparently, because that tied in with the movie, right? Probably, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I did because I've never played it. But yeah, I have. What? I, the, the bundle must have been on sale at some point, and I bought it. Is eight ninety five for all of them? And let me tell you how tempted I am. Oh, I would. I would <laughs> buy it just for just for the Prince of Persia, the cell shader one. That thing. I love that game. All See, of them are good. Yeah, they're all very, very good. They are. See, and now I'm going to have to go download Prince of Persia on the Steam Deck to play it because now I want to play it, even though hey, I'll probably is, play it for five minutes. Speaking but. of Prince of Persia, it's a good thing. I'm like, I wonder. I'm trying to remember what games do I have. Well, besides on Game Eye, I have all my Xbox games listed. But I'm like, what do I have on the modded Xbox that I borrowed from my friend? I'm trying to think. I'm like, I'm going to have to go look because I'm going to have to make a list of those games and see. I'm pretty sure outside of like Marvel vs. Capcom 2, everything else is. I, get, I have another way to play it. Yeah. Stupid Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Good <laughs> night. I could buy the entire Assassin's Creed franchise bundle for $78 on Steam. Yeah, right buddy! Wait, is, even, like, even what the, does that uh, even entail? It's got so like, like every, literally every, literally every, yep, every one of them except That's the new one. That's a lot of games. Yeah. And the 2D ones. Even are, if you're are, skipping the, the weird little. The pe- people frown upon, they're like, oh. Yeah, they're cool. I like them. They're, they're interesting. Uh, does it include man. those two? It, it does. And like the three. spin-off games, or is it just like the main Assassin's Creed games? Because even like, if it's just the main ones, that's a, a lot of games. Like Revelations is a spin-off technically, right? Yeah, that's kind of like like spin-off um, or like the side Okay, games, here's what's here's what it says it's in the bundle. Unity, Rogue, Syndicate, uh Black Flag Gold Edition, Assassin's Creed Director's Cut, Two, Three, Freedom Cry, Origins, Odyssey, Valhalla, Brotherhood, Revelations, and what? Liberation H D. What's Freedom Cry? Is that one of the two D ones? Freedom is Cry is a DLC for the third one. Got it. You know, I always wanted to play the third one. It's a that lot of games. I love the third one. I was I was very the interested third one's in the pretty third good. one. I like the, the problem with one. those games is I'm like, ooh, look, there's so much to do. And then 40 hours later, I'm like, I'm never going to finish this. <laughs> I, a lot of times here. I'll just go through the, the main quest. You know, I'll try to do some of the side stuff, but, you know. Oh, man. So they, they've really done. They've done, you know what? They've done pretty good at that franchise. You know, Maybe there's not, like, there's only like a few that yeah. are like, everything's pretty good. There's only a couple that are like, you know, wow, Even, not terrible. But I mean, honestly, it's pretty yeah. good considering. Think about other franchises that have 
10 plus game. There's always one that's just off. The Far Cry bundle. It, you could buy every Far Cry game. It's $54 and 14 That's cents. not worth it. What's the worst? Is the worst Far Cry five? Here's what you do. No. Buy one Far five. Cry game and then you've got all Well, you're, you're not wrong. No, you're no, not wrong there. At least the Ubisoft, not, the Ubisoft yes, made yes. Far Cry games. Not, not one and two, though. Two, I don't know if own, that bundle would also piece. have one and two. They're very two different. Is, it does. It has one and two. Two is yeah, a does. great game. That is the one, man. That I remember playing two back in it's the day. And I was like, "This is a," gr-. and I actually, I actually never finished it, but I was, I was very impressed with the gameplay. I like three a lot too. Oh, but yeah, maybe I... the new Assassin's Creed that they just put out—that like, hey, we're doing a throwback. That's a shorter game. Maybe they'll convince Ubisoft to like, hey, maybe if we make these and Wait, they're shorter, what do you and shorter? we can actually <laughs> make them a little bit quicker hours. because it's not like 8 billion hours that yeah. we're putting in here content-wise, maybe we could put out more games. <laughs> that's that's what I liked about that, This the Mirage. It's it's a very good game. It's a really interesting story, and it's less... Uh, you can get the, the, get the whole game done in less than 20 hours. And I'm like, yep, that's fine. I mean, Ubisoft is kind of like oh, another man. sort of side of the live service thing where they're doing their, here's our single player game and we'll keep adding to it and we want you to keep by playing it and buying some stuff in it for like hundreds and hundreds of hours. Mm-hmm. It's like a little bit different than like a Destiny or Warframe or you know that kind of live service, yeah. but it's still yeah. the live service thing. And it's just like they've run it into the ground so much at this point that people are just tired of it. Yeah, and I love the Assassin's Creed series. Love it, but... I, yeah. I just don't have all that time just to put into, you know, hundreds make of hours great, to do it. Yeah, make yeah. a great 20 to 30 hour game so that you can play it and finish it and then move on to something else. Yep. And you still got your, you know, money for me paying, you know, you could still charge full price for it. And like, you're not needing to make as many assets for it if you're yeah. making that size of a game. Versus one that's like, hey, here's a whole bunch to start with, and then we keep adding to it over time, and we've tied up all of these development teams on it. Like, I don't know. I guess Mirage isn't on Steam yet. I don't see it on here. I was just looking to see if it was on here. It's not in the I list. Have no of, idea. It's not in the list of Assassin's Creed games, so it must not be on. It must not be on Steam yet. I think they did yeah, that with Valhalla. If it was, it would probably been uh, suggested to me because I've played enough of the other Assassin's Creed yeah. game that Steam probably been like, "Here's Mirage," yeah. <laughs> and it's—I I still haven't finished it yet, but it's—it's it's a cool game. It's just, and it's just—I I like it because I don't have to spend all that time in it. Yeah. You know, I mean, the—I haven't played it because I'm kind of tired of Assassin's Creed yeah. after Valhalla, and also there's so many other games coming out this fall that is just way lower on the list yeah. of oh, getting I, to I it. Eventually. Totally get that. <laughs> totally get that. I Maybe see. by the time that I have time to play it, it'll be on like Game Pass or. I'll Maybe by the time that it, they have time to play it, it'll be on Steam, and they'll have it on sale for to purchase for like fifteen dollars the day it comes out, like they did with Valhalla. I mean, <laughs> it's like Maybe. like we'll Valhalla see. was twenty dollars when they first released it on Steam, and that was like what six or seven months after it came out or something like that yeah because then of course i bought it so i could play it on steam deck and went this runs great on steam deck i don't have a hundred hours to put into it but it runs really good (laughs) (laughs) it runs great uh all right well i think we're going to call that a show um the next show, I don't know. I don't know when we'll do it. I don't know if we'll maybe try to do it next weekend or the weekend. After. It'll be our year end game of the year anyway. I don't know. Um, we'll we'll talk about it offline. Um, I mean, if any, there's any 
uh, path as any indication. We'll plan something and then it'll fall through. Probably. At least once before we actually get yeah. to record it. But, you know. Yeah, yeah the electric <laughs> will go out. The internet will go out. Whatever it was the last time. Yeah. That it was something with the internet kept it'll be 2023 year in review or best of or whatever we're going to call it and we'll be doing it in like march or something yeah it could be life hopefully not hopefully it'll be january like we usually yeah like i said i'm I'm hoping it'll be in the next week or two because uh i should be free on the next couple saturdays we'll see uh i'll get with dennis i know yeah i've i actually (laughs) put my list together because i had to remember what all i played that i really really liked so it was like the other day i went you know what let me sit down and think about this for a minute and went okay and i'd put it in my phone so it was like so (laughs) so when it came time a week before it was right show notes i wouldn't be going oh crap did i play that last year did i play it the year before last i gotta remember yeah but uh but yeah so i know dennis really wants to come back for that one when you know make time to come in for that one i know he's been real busy with with work and just life in general so but he really wants to come back for the at least the year in review so uh tuck in it'll be a long show we'll have to take a break halfway through yeah yeah i have to take a take a take a bathroom break and all that snack break put some intermission music on yeah absolutely all right, guys. Well, we're going to call that a show. Like I say, if you want to know when the next one goes live, just subscribe to us on your podcatcher, and then you'll just get it when it, or you'll get it when the next show comes out. So no big deal because um, we don't stream them at the moment anymore. We may start streaming them again next year. We'll see how things go. I just don't have time to get everything set up anymore to to, to get things done. So hopefully, some things at work are supposed to change. So maybe I'll have some more free time to be home on the weekends instead of just come home do my laundry and then leave. Um, (laughs) We'll see how it goes. No, it is no, it's no fun at all. So, all right guys. Well, thanks a lot for hanging out and listening to us and we will catch you all next time. Ah, He waved, he waved. (laughs) He waved. podcast is part of the gamers lounge radio network get more gaming news and shows at www.the-gamers-lounge.com